You're listening to the Above Target Sales Podcast, delivering insights into the sales process hosted by Stephen Croft. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Above Target Sales Podcast. My name is Stephen Croft and I'm your host. I'm a sales professional with over 10 years experience working in sales. My guest on today's episode is Clayton Navarro. He is the Director of VA World Outsourcing. He's had various sales roles throughout his career and he gives me insights into using impulse factors throughout the sales process. There's some great stuff here and I know Clayton will be a regular guest on this podcast. So let's get into the call. Impulse factors, it's a nice little seven little things. There's obviously more, but these are the things that I was taught on how to try and help people increase their excitement or their level of want for whatever product you're trying to get them to buy. Yeah. Now, obviously it's called impulse factor, so it increases the impulse because if you think about when someone's buying, their impulse or excitement level has to increase above a certain line or above a certain level for them to go, oh, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let me buy. Mm -hmm. The first one is called fear of loss. So fear of missing out, fear of loss, making the person feel like they're not going to get what it is that you're offering for whatever reason. It could be an exclusivity thing. That's why a lot of people go, oh, look, there's only 100 of these things left. Get in and buy it. And that pushes people to want to buy. Yep. Then there's urgency. So urgency is another interesting one where people, if you make them feel like this offer is going to end soon or it's a – people use it all the time in marketing. You see it everywhere. Oh, look, this is only valid until – November 2021, mm-hmm. but it gives people, maybe not 21, 2020, it gives people a sense of urgency that they need to get it onto it now. It helps people make that decision a little bit quicker. It makes people, it also helps, like a lot of people feel like, oh, look, I don't want to make a decision right now. If you throw a few things in, all of a sudden the urgency is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, this next one's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's actually called the Jones effect, or some people call it the sheep factor. And okay. it's where everyone wants to keep up with the Joneses. It's like, what else is everyone, what is everyone else doing? Why, why would I buy this? And it's so cool just to drop something like, oh, look, everyone else that's done this or everyone else that I've spoken to is actually purchasing in this way. It happened this morning. I had a, I was talking to a potential client for the virtual assistant role and, well, not for the role, but to come on as a client to get a virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. And she goes, so... I was wanting to, I was wanting to ask, like, I've got a really big problem with actually letting go of the, of my tasks. I don't want to give a virtual assistant or give anyone any of the tasks I have. I want to hold them close to me. And it was really quite easy to say, look, most people that I've come across have actually said that as well. Pretty much all our clients start that way. But what they find is once they've given away that first task and the task gets done right by the virtual assistant, the freedom that they feel and the happiness that they feel with what's going on allows them to move forward and actually give more tasks. Mm. And by saying everybody else is doing it, it gives that person the confidence of, oh, okay, I think I can probably jump on board with this. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Oh, I love that one. Greed is the next one. So greed is a fun impulse factor because everyone somehow is inherently greedy. Everyone wants a good deal, wants a good bargain, wants to get something for nothing. Uh, so if you can really tap into that idea of someone making someone feel like they're getting a good deal or maybe sometimes you just hold back one or two of the benefits till later on in the sale and you can kind of go okay look 
I'll throw in this for you. All of a sudden, someone's like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. I'm, they, they're a little bit greedy. They want that. Even if they don't say they're greedy, they, everyone mm. wants a little bit of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the way the way you can get people on this is just giving them additional benefits, like I said, and finding out what they actually need or what they want. There's a lot to sales when it comes to pre-qualifying the client or not client, but the person that you're talking to, figuring out what they're actually wanting so you can give them what they want. Mm. Mm. That's huge. Go a little bit more in depth on this next one because I was called the king of it back in the day. It's called indifference. Um, so showing the person that you're actually not trying to be too salesy and just being like, look, this this product I've got here is good. It's something that you probably want. But if you don't buy it, that no skin off my nose. Uh, where people actually feel like they're like, oh, but why does he not want me to buy it? Like, what? Because... <laughs> everyone's guard goes up when they're trying to, when they're being sold something, if they feel like they're getting sold something, their guard goes up. And as soon as that person all of a sudden isn't selling something to them, then it's like, oh, but, but I want you to want me to want it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yep, yep. It's, it's brilliant. And I, that, sometimes that would be the only thing I use. I would get someone in, have a chat with them, then hands in the pockets, shrug my shoulders and go, look, it's not for everyone, but if you want it, it's here. Yeah. And the person's like, well, what do you mean it's not for everyone? But it might be for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, and the greatest thing about indifference as well is it also helps you maintain your positive attitude in what you're trying to sell, especially in when I was learning this, it was high volume sales you're doing 10 to 15 sales a day and you're talking to over 300 people a day. Uh, it's, mm. you get, if you're only making 10 to 15 sales, that means you're getting well over 250 no's a day. Mm. So if you do take on that mentality of, look, this isn't for everyone, maybe it's not for you and you actually do have a bit more indifference in what you're doing, you don't burn out as quickly because that's a big thing with sales as well. It just takes a lot of effort to be, positive that is good yeah you don't want to burn out you don't want to be like pushing everybody because if you've got 300 people to talk to you you will burn out big time yeah mm. yeah i like that the, the other thing about indifference though is you don't actually want to look like you're less excited than the customer about it because then they're like well why are you selling this anyway so your excitement level and interest in the product should still be a little bit higher than the client or the customers but you don't want to be like bouncing out of your seat or mm. whatever it is you're talking about. Yeah. People see through that. And mm. yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm. And they do see that it's fake and things like that. Mm. Uh, the last one I actually quite enjoyed as well is suggestive language. So it's basically the power of suggestion, painting that mental picture. Uh, there was a really cool quote I heard. I don't know when it was, but it was in the last few months where someone said, people's minds are like a plastic bag. If you expand them, they're never going to go back down to what they were. Mm. And I really like that idea because it kind of works in the sense of suggestive language and painting a picture. If you, let's say I'm trying to sell you a vacuum in your home mm. and I've never sold vacuums before. I've just literally looked at the carpet and saw that I need a vacuum in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's just say I was trying to sell you a vacuum and yeah. I sold you on the idea of, Having a great home where it's always completely clean, you can trust that your children aren't going to 
get their faces down there and they get dust mites and things like that. And you've painted this beautiful picture and you even get the person you're trying to sell to help paint the picture for you. Ask them questions. Ask them what would their life be like if their house was clean, like three times cleaner than it normally is. And you get them to imagine what this world or this life would look like. It's hard for someone to turn back and go, okay, now I'm back in my, in reality and I'm not actually where I was yeah. just imagining. Mm, so by having that suggestive language, by speaking as if the sale, as if the person's already got it in their life and by painting them pictures, it people just seem to really get excited by that stuff. It happens to me all the time. I, mm. I love but hate when it happens. Like someone will sell me something and I go, I know exactly what you did and it still worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it's hilarious! I love that. Mm. Was there? Did you have a seventh one? You, what was that? I th- what I think I've done is I've mixed together the suggestive language and the uh, what's it called? Painting pictures oh, yeah. together. Yeah, because there is suggestive language where you're kind of just talking about it happening, and then you've got the painting of the pictures. The the yeah. thing about all this, yeah, is they all blend. Like yeah, they if do. I'm, mm. If I, you can be indifferent and you can talk about the Jones effect at the exact same time, kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Now this this is good stuff. Mm. This kind of reminds me because I worked in travel. I was a travel agent for about six years, and a okay. lot of this stuff really resonates because, and I'll just go through some of them. But the urgency was a big one, and uh, it reminds me of the story of um, Kentucky and how it first started out, and it was. I don't know, the guys who started it put up a poster in a hostel that said two seats left on the bus. And they didn't have two seats left. They hadn't actually booked anyone on it yet. But it, <laughs> but it made it seem like, oh, there's only two seats left. Okay, give, I'll take it. Um, so there was that sense of urgency and that's that, that fear of, um, of loss as well. But um, the indifference, um, I think that's a great thing um, because I, I used to do the same thing. So, like, I might hold some seats for somebody on some flights to London, and but I wouldn't push them to buy it. I'd just say, look, you know, if you want them, they're yours. If you don't want them, then I'll just let them go and someone else will probably, you know, book them. And they're like, oh, really? Um, so there's that, you know, that indifference really helped out. And it helped out my state of mind as well. Just like you said, I didn't want to spend <laughs> the whole day, come on, man, you got to buy this because, you know, I'd, I'd just burn out. At the end of the day, I'd be a wreck. <laughs> yeah, so definitely. <laughs> so how did and you learn so these yeah uh there was one of these sales companies that just had a my first sales job they were pushing a product for a client i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say name so i'll just keep it out mm. but they're pushing a product and they basically said look we'll teach you how to sell this it's commission only we're going to make you work for it and okay. to be honest it's probably the best thing that i've ever done because i got to practice what I was learning. They basically paid me to learn how to sell to someone and it was in their best interest for me to be good because I'd obviously be making them money as well. Yeah, I love it. So it's not quite a sales process, but it's it's sales strategies. Yeah, look, there's a lot more to it. This is only one small part of mm. the whole thing. There's other things that we can talk about maybe in later episodes if ever I come back, like the... Mm structures of they the first thing they teach you is something that they call the c factors which is basically smiling making sure you're excited and 
making sure you hold eye contact and why you need to do all that. Like a lot of these things that I spoke about today, I've spoken about what they are, mm. but there's also things of like how to utilize spe- specific, uh, what's it called? The specific techniques. And then when do you use it? You're not going to try and suggest painting a picture to someone or do suggestive language at the start of a sales pitch, for example. So there's a lot of like little small things, but mm. I love this that. is a very small part of a big system. And that's yeah. the thing. Sales is a system. It's not a, yeah. it's a science. It's not an art. Well, yes. I guess it's both, but yeah. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, awesome, man. Well, there's a lot of stuff there and I want to hear about the rest of it. So I definitely want to get you back on another episode. Let's expand even more on, on what you what you learned that in regards to, I guess, a sales process. Um, I think that would be, yeah. be awesome. Do you want to do that? Fantastic. Let's do that. Yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show today. Um, have an awesome day. We'll talk soon. No worries. You too. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.